You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. All right, it's another week of no bad movie marathon, so another win for you, the listener. <laughs> We're not miserable. Trying to get through this, trying to trying to talk as much new stuff as we can, and not super new in the zeitgeist, but definitely new to new a to lot me. Of I had not heard of this. Yeah, not familiar with them. <laughs> Be a great thing to just have a black hole on. You know, believe it or not, there might have been. Probably a lot more than you would think that were like, you know, going on Disney Plus to watch the old Little Mermaid, you know, like you do. Saw this. I, I, was like, I can't hmm, legally anymore. Hmm, but yeah. Kids, this seems interesting. <laughs> Hamilton seems educational. And just turned it on. And we're like, what is this? Just had no idea that it was a rap rock Broadway <laughs> show. And it's not, not, not your average, average thing. It's, it's certainly different and has its own dedicated audience and we're glad you know a lot of you are here to listen to this episode because it hit disney plus over the weekend and man for a good day and a half all that's all twitter was it was just they they changed the name to hamilton twitter you know for for a day or two and it was (laughs) it was it was crazy and you know i did like what any red-blooded american did and Sat there on the Fourth of July and watched Hamilton, you know. And I gotta admit, I was uh, was pretty pretty inspired by it and and pretty blown away by the production level of it and the fact that this all came from one person is blows my mind, you know. Uh, you know when it comes to the writing aspect of it, but I think we've talked about this before on the show. But like, if there if there are ten dimensions of of our existence, right? There's 10 variations mm-hmm. of our worlds. I feel like Hamilton doesn't work in nine out of the 10 of those dimensions. <laughs> like there's something about it that just doesn't, doesn't work. But luckily we live in the one, you know, like on paper, this should not work at all. It's like, yeah, well, I'm doing a freestyle rap, uh, biopic of Alexander Hamilton. And, uh, it's going to be like the biggest <laughs> thing you've ever seen ever. You know, uh, you would never believe that. But, you know, lo and behold, you, t- you watch this thing. You're like, okay, yeah, give it every award that's ever, ever been invented or existed. Let's, 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 let's um, maybe fix the Oscars this year so that it can win Best Picture because of the circumstances, mm-hmm. things like that. So, man, blown away by it. But we've got a guest joining us, Tobin Hodges of the Spread the Floor podcast. Brian's. The, the Brian Gill Spread the Floor podcast? Is that what I'm technically mm-hmm. supposed yeah. to say? Please please <laughs> give it credit. Said. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I get it. It's joining us for Hamilton Talk. So yeah. um, that's all I have to say for a while. I'm going to let you guys <laughs> let you guys go. Um, Tobin, what's your background on this and all that? So I just, you know, I guess Brian is the brains of the Spread the Floor. I'm the beauty. So that's, that's the first <laughs> thing. But um you know, with the music, the music background, I mean, I, I, those of you that listen to Spread the Floor know that I'm actually an elementary music teacher. I've done musical theater. I've done uh, the instrumental stuff. And so, like, music is my, my degree and my background. So that's the main reason why I'm in this stuff. But the other reason is just it's really cool. <laughs> you know, like, it's mm. it's something that, like, I think is 
transcended a lot of uh, pop culture. I mean, like this, this, in regards to musicals, that's something I've always kind of somewhat been into just because of my background. But it's cool that this thing is actually, you know, transcending some of that stuff for people who don't even like care about musicals and stuff like that. So uh, that's a little bit of my background with this. Just the fact that, you know, I've, I've performed some of the songs before. I've done some parodies of the songs with uh, our church musicals and stuff as well. And so, you know, it's <clears throat> just a really really great thing in a lot of aspects that I'm sure we'll get into later on as well. Awesome. Well, glad to have you and excited to have this conversation. B Gill, mm. we'll go, go around the horn here. Thoughts background on this. Did you watch it over the weekend and all that? Mm. Yeah. I, I, uh, this thing, when, when Hamilton, I guess when it first dropped and then the, when the, the album came out and everything, um, just it's such a huge cultural moment and you know how i tend to react on a lot of that sort of stuff i start i push back pretty pretty hard like it can't you know it leave me alone stop get off my lawn that kind of thing um it can't possibly be that good and then it just sort of worked its way into seemingly every single conversation i had for a while it just was like omnipresent and uh and still i felt like i'm no there's no way this can be so good and then eventually listened to the, to the album and I was just, I was pretty blown away with it. Um, so it was really cool being able to see it, see what's happening on stage, um, to go along with these songs. I mean, I, I would, I've seen plenty of musicals. I love going to musicals when they're, when they're good. Um, I, I really enjoy going to a musical and I, my, my wife is a big, uh, musical and stage person. And can I and, introduce you, can I interest you in, uh, the Big Fork Summer Playhouse uh, version of Oklahoma that I saw last summer? Because you can go for me if you want. <laughs> Welcome uh, to. Maybe another time, uh, right. but thanks. Um, but yes, but my, my wife is really into this stuff and does choreography and um, is, it, anyway, it, it was kind of brought up in this kind of stuff. And I came to it a little bit later. I wasn't super into a lot of the, the Broadway stuff um, or off, 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 off Broadway or whatever, but um, but, but have seen a few, few of these performances. I would have loved to have seen this at, at Bass Hall this year if we could have gotten to it, but it was not, sadly was not to be. Um, and, but anyway, the, the, the music is fantastic. And I just think the whole concept of it is such a cool idea. And the, the, the idea when you, when you see the backstory on it and see how long it took Lin-Manuel Miranda to get this done and get it to, to the stage and stuff. It, it, it shows, it really shows. And I think I knew that. Um, but, he, but then you see it, you really see it. And it's like, Holy cow. Like I fully understand why it took darn near a decade to get this thing to the stage because it's just such an impressive thing that he was able, that they were not just him, but all of the, all of them were able to put together and, uh, the concept behind everything. I just, I, I, when it when a stage production when a musical is done right, I I just think it's it's such a an incredible work of art and it it I mean I I've, I've typically find myself very moved by by those things in the way that they're done and this is this is just top notch it's one of the, it's one of the best I've, I've I've ever seen in my my very limited experience and I'm really glad that we were able to to see it on on Disney Plus and stuff because it it made it a you know, it again. I, I'm sorry. I'm going going on and on and on. But the music is so great. But to see it on stage, it really does bring a different, um, a different look and a different understanding of everything that's taking place, um, within the songs and kind of put some contextualization to it. I guess. Yeah, Arby. 
Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people, just to echo what Brian said, probably is similar experience. You know, I listened to the soundtrack a lot when it came out. I like interested in revolutionary history. I like hip hop. I like good Broadway musicals. This is the kind of mix of a lot of, of three things I really like. Um, I do, and so I knew every word of this. I mean, I knew mm. you know as it goes. I listened to these songs probably fifty times each. So like, you know, you have it in your mind's eye <laughs> of how the show looks. And obviously, I mean, you know, a, a musical of this this caliber of a cast and this at the Richard Rogers theater is going to be an impre- impressive production design with not only the production design, of the, but the choreography and everything is going to be great. Fully expected that. And mm-hmm. uh, then it blows you away even more how, how nuanced everything is and smart and purposeful and uh, ventive. Um, it's really mm-hmm. a whole level of genius on this that I was, was not expecting. Not to say that the, lyrical and musical part of this, the lyrical part from Lynn Manuel Miranda, the musical part from several people, um, wasn't also great, but I've had four or five years to kind of um, digest how great that is, whereas the the visual part of it is new to me of three days, having not seen this, and certainly not seen it with the original cast. Now, I do think it would have worked better as a Queeby. Um, and so, I think in 15-minute increments on my phone, I just personally, that's how I t- choose to ingest right. my content. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. Your um, pause so I, button broke, so you can't you can't stop it even if yeah, you wanted exactly. to. Yeah, exactly. And so, so I had to re-download Disney Plus to watch this, obviously, because I, <laughs> I got rid of everything but Queeby. But, you know, you understand, um, you know, the, the cult, cultural impact, moving as this is on your screen, it sounds like at home. I mean, to have been in the room, especially with this cast, room where it happened, so to speak, mm-hmm. had to have been a profoundly... Uh, you know, moving and just like you had to have come out of that theater on fire. Um, so I think, you know, I, I so get the, the, um, you know, the, the hoopla is one of those things that sometimes it's earned. I mean, but it's, it's a, it's, it's grossed one Queeby. I mean, worldwide, you know, 500 <laughs> million. And it's like, I think that original production was 12.5 million. It's like, the numbers on it, and it's that's a lot of money for a lux thing, but then it just it just overproduces like crazy. So I mean, it's a it's a true um, one of those things. I heard this professor talk about. I always I find this interesting. I've, I've thought about this for years, years ago when this first when the phenomenon was out, and he said to think about it like this. Obviously, it's a great work of art, but he said it's the closest we will ever know in our time, and not comparing Lin-Manuel, though a genius, to. Shakespeare. Shakespeare wrote like 80 plays that are all wonderful, but like uh, it is it, it is what it was like in that in Shakespeare's time to see Shakespeare, meaning it's this really lofty athletic language of the time, which hip hop now is what iambic pentameter was then, right? It was like mm-hmm. brilliant to hear that. And it's a history, which is a lot of the great Shakespearean plays, you know, King Richard and King Henry and all the histories. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's to this athletic impressive poetic language and it does to our brain in 20 you know 16 or whatever this first came out um what it was like we we that's the closest our brains will ever know what it felt like in that moment to see uh, a shakespearean play it touches all those same buttons does all the same things and it's narrative great point great but i mean it's kind of just in in a way like jesus christ superstar redo um mm. with the with the plot but it's 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 so inventive and and the as Ken said, I mean, this could go wrong so many ways down to the casting. Like if this has a lame cast, it yep. doesn't work. Um, all these things come kind of in this one brilliant point of light and everything comes together fantastically. 
and you go, oh man, I was so glad I was around for that. How cool was that? And yeah. uh, and unfortunately, it's become for some reason kind of politi- politically polarized. You know, it's oh, like dude. one side of the aisle or the other can only enjoy. It. I was talking to a guy at a Fourth of July party. He's like, oh, I thought that was like liberal propaganda. I was like, no, <sighs> Hamilton, dude. Like, it's not, you'll be fine. Like, it's not going to change your political views. Um, and so. Uh, 2020 might be the death of me, guys. I don't yeah, know if I, I know. can do it. I know. And so, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, it's just it, that kind of thing. So, but but it's such a uniting, fun, wonderful piece of mm-hmm. culture. And you know, there's something great about the plays. They'll be the successful. They don't, you know, that can be across. And there's there's lesser versions of it too. There's some really cool stuff out on on Broadway right now. But this medium, and which is cool too, a uniquely American medium. The musical, mm-hmm. the musical, yep. you know, is 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 uh, can still be vibrant and alive and innovative and smart and moving. Um, though also, you know, it can also be cats um, <laughs> can can still thrill us, which is cool. Those are the sh- the same genre, cats and Hamilton. That's what a wild swing, man. That's <laughs> which one is about Alexander Hamilton? And which one's about cats? <laughs> if only we knew. <laughs> okay. you know? Gosh, you know what's what's really cool about this is I'm sure Disney made it worth worth it for Lin Manuel Miranda to just put this straight on Disney Plus mm-hmm. because there's a couple factors here. One, there was no free trials, so they dropped the free trials and <laughs> so smart. And Disney Disney said they or I saw a stat today that said they saw a 75 percent increase in downloads <laughs> oh of gosh. the app. So you know you lock those people into it. Mm-hmm. into some kind of membership that's going to pay you way Quibi, more if you will way more than probably going to see it in a theater in terms of the the returns but mm-hmm. you know this was supposed to come out i think fall of 2021 they were going to release yeah. this in theaters um and you gotta think this would have won the weekend and been probably a pretty big box office success for disney mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool that they are like you know what not only are we putting it on Disney Plus, but we're doing it a year before it's even out in theaters mm-hmm. sure. for everybody on Fourth of July weekend when everybody's feeling patriotic and they need something. I love the uh, the vision of Disney there to to do that. I think that's really cool. Uh, to, the fact that we could see it in this way, you don't often for get sure. to see yeah. musicals at their peak of cultural relevancy uh, in your mm-hmm. house. You know, mm-hmm. um, Was it they still haven't put Book, Book of Mormon out on um, on video or whatever. And was was this right. a Disney? It might be too late at this point, but what? Originally, or did the production company? Film they it they and acquired this in February. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, okay. I, so I they filmed th- it yeah, for posterity, th- they, and like at some point, we'll sell this to somebody. I, yeah, I believe so. Yes, okay, cool. yes. Disney paid seventy five million dollars for this wow. in in February. Wow. Um, and they, so you're right, Ken. I, think, I, I can't remember if it was Weeby. summer or fall, but they they said, yeah, it's coming out twenty twenty one. Yes, yes. Um. So, and then, yeah, and it's, and then, and then did this and which is great. I mean, Disney deserves plenty of, of, uh, should get lots of grief for plenty of things that they do, but, but they have really kind of killed it during pandemic, at least as far as home entertainment options with just going ahead and putting onward on Disney plus and putting out Disney or frozen Two early and a couple other things like this. And I mean, it, you know, they're also geniuses because they'll be able to release this next year if they pick the right release date, they'll probably still have a nice 30 or $40 million open. If they do the, if they pick the right time to put it out, because people will say I've watched this 700 times at home, but 
want to see it in the theater and with the popcorn and all that sort of stuff. And so, I mean, it's a smart move for, on their front, on their part, business wise, but it also endears them a little bit. I think kind of what you're saying, Kent. Through, and also through. props to them for not just hiring Tom Hooper and making a mo- movie version of Hamilton. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. And that we got this yeah. version on this, on that stage so with that, that cast. It's so much better. Yeah. Well, and to, ta- no to tack on that sucks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and to tack on to what Richard said earlier too, like well, there's a reason why this kind of like touches all the boxes and like, not, I mean, I'm going to get real nerdy for a second, like real musical nerdy. Um, there, like I was, I was reading some stuff about Lynn manuel and his, you know, his poetry and his spoken word. And they kind of brought in a like really, uh, in, I don't know how, like it's a really good opera operatic technique. And it's called recitative which is basically like a way to keep the the musical or the opera moving without actually going to dialogue. Mm-hmm. And there's no point in that. There's one point in this, this musical where they actually drop the, you know, the, the lyrics and the songs and they, they do, it's the, whatever Philip dies, you know, spoilers, sorry, mm-hmm. but you know, um, that's whenever the one time they don't have it as a musical, you know, spot. And it's like maybe 10 seconds. Um, but he, you know, the, he touches on like the hip hop side in the title track and the Battle of Yorktown. Then he touches on like classic Broadway style with Helpless. And then he ends up going into the, like a pop version with You'll Be Back with King George and all that stuff. And so like he really is paying homage to all the ways that Broadway has gotten to that point, but then also putting his own spin on things, which is why I think so many people, um, can relate to this thing whether you're a musical nerd or a guy that's never watched a musical yeah. or anything and so and the, helpless you know, could have been like an ashante ja rule song oh in 2003. yeah like totally For he even sure. does that when he's like kind of does that grunty thing as like mm-hmm. the homage totally. to it totally yeah well yeah. and he even pays homage to old um older broadway back so there's a there's a line where george washington says he's the model of a modern major general which is straight mm-hmm. from pirates of penzance right. at one point um, he says in my shot, he says, you got to be carefully taught, which is a South Pacific line. You know, there's something from 1776 in there as well. And so like Lynn manuel carefully, like, like we all, we've all said he spent 10 years writing this thing, but he is carefully, you know, put in things that has going to make this hit every single thing it can possibly hit, which is why so it was so popular. And it, you're right though. It's, it's both a disruption of the Broadway musical in that it adds, not that no one's ever done hip hop in it before, but this truly mm-hmm. sort of hip-hop based musical but without with totally being within the broadway form it doesn't reinvent the broad it's a celebration of what a, a broadway musical is and book of mormons like that too is like yeah it, 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 i always think it's the smartest way to do it i mean as as much as book of mormon breaks the norm with the content i mean that is a traditional musical i mean you know in terms of the yeah. song structure and everything and so uh it's 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 not insulting it's not saying oh you know we're young and we're this is Hamilton. This is this is what a musical is now. It's saying no. Yeah. What a, we're going to be fit into this great tradition of the American musical and mm-hmm. and go from there. Well, and the fact that he you know he purposefully took the recitative part or the spoken word part and made that intentional also is what made that stand out because like there's not anything else you know in Broadway right now that's doing that like that's an mm-hmm. old operatic you know opera thing that happened and no one's doing that because no one's playing operas on Broadway you know so like that's that's what I, in my opinion made this one stand out and the fact that you were always moving you're always grabbed because there's always something musically going on absolutely yeah. That blew my mind about this. I, you know, I had heard some songs from the soundtrack, but I had no idea that the, the the play was the entire thing was 
mm. basically one giant flow, mm-hmm. you know, or two flows mm. if you count the intermission as a break, right? Yeah. But man, that first half, it's man, it's just so solid from yeah. from the open until that the intermission. It's just like absolutely mind melting how good it is. And man, I I like the the women in this, all my favorite moments were like the women songs in, in this. I thought they were hmm. fantastic. The, whatever they called the, um, yeah. the sisters, um, Skyler, the Skylar sisters, sisters. Yeah. Oh, all those songs were fantastic. Um, and you know, Lynn's really great in this, but I mean, there's some, you know, performances in this that are, that mm. almost outdo him, you know, oh, he's the time. worst singer in the bunch. Yeah. Easily. For sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he obviously wrote all all these songs and knows it probably the best, but mm-hmm. and maybe I don't know. He kind of needed to be there to make sure this popped off every night, so mm-hmm. to speak. And this was, of course, his breakout. But yeah, when well, the heights I, is I, huge too. But yeah, but they, they 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 yeah, he definitely and he gets the the rap part of it down really well. Yeah, he definitely has the weakest. I mean, that's totally normal. Someone that could compose and write all this very, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. Andrew Lloyd Webber can't sing like you know uh <laughs> Kristen chenoweth right so i mean that that's pretty common but but uh he you know he more than holds his own mm-hmm. um and there are parts where hamilton's a featured is the main character obviously sure. the film or the play is called hamilton but there's so many great i mean everyone gets a star turn in this in the main cast mm-hmm. um and so i think that's a, a really cool thing in this it's a very um <laughs> it's funny kind of kind of and, in the news kind of reminds me of Kanye West where like uh, Kanye West is, you know, musically very good and uh, has a lot of great songs, but like his best moments are like when he just is in production mode and lets other people really shine. Even sometimes on his song, if you think of like um, monster and things like that, Nicki Minaj. And that's kind of what it reminded me of is Lin Manuel as a producer going, I know how to do this. I wrote all this stuff, but Oh my gosh, look at this talented, brilliant person and let them, let them soar in this moment, but all the lights on them and, and all that. And that's when the play really worked. It's so deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I kept thinking of this, of during this um, style wise was that Eminem song, guilty conscience from oh, 1999. Yeah. Mm. I just feel like he took that song, guilty conscience. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna take that vibe and then do Alexander Hamilton and just see where we go. You know, it really does sure. have that. Before you walk in the liquor store and try to get money out the drawer, you better think of the consequence. Right. Right. Uh, Man, it's impressive how good the flows are, how well the songs are written. I mean, I think about something like this, and I'm like, dude, that would have taken me 10 years. Yeah. And, but oh my God. just to write, let alone get this yeah. actually produced and choreographed. The choreography is insane, too. Right. And the amount of prep yeah. and rehearsal is just unbelievable. Costume on design, all. too. I don't know how they all right. weren't sweating so hard. They all have like corsets and. Mm-hmm. best and all that it must have been like letterman level cold in that theater because you're mm-hmm. under those lights and right and uh gosh I, you, you hardly see a bead of sweat on obviously mm-hmm. makeup still sure. i'd be i'd be drenched by my shot <laughs> yeah yeah no the lyrical dialogue is literally perfect i mean it's, yeah. it, it is the, the songs are perfect and and the the you're you're totally right can't like the attention to detail to make all of those to make all those rhymes flow and to make the the lines come and to also describe what is happening. Yeah, it's like historically accurate. <laughs> Three hundred yeah. years ago, you know. Yeah, it's um, a churnout book. You know, it's right, like right, it's exactly. really detailed. Exactly. Yes. Like yes. thousand page book that's yeah. suddenly very palatable and 
Yes. You know, I'm like a history nerd. I'd read that book before the musical. I love Turnout, but like, man, <clears throat> you know, my wife couldn't care less. And it's like, she was mm-hmm. told, I was kind of watching it with her because like, you wonder when you're really familiar with the source material and something like, maybe this plot's a little complex in parts. Mm. Maybe I was able to follow it because I knew the beats, right? And Sarah was like totally with it all the way through. I mean, that's that's the real genius is like for sure that one is something that quick lyrically, right? Because it's it's coming at you pretty fast. Um, someone who has not seen it and and doesn't, I mean, knows who Alexander Hamilton is and stuff like that, but doesn't really know the beats of the story is able to be like, mm-hmm. oh, got it down, you know, and without it being and like the exposition is all done incredible with that you know how does the bob 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 you know you get that exposition right there okay now sure. we're back into it um it's done really mm-hmm. every decision is clever every single one from the mm-hmm. way someone's finger For moves sure. in the background to the exposition it's all mm-hmm. clever using the uh, using the performer as the bullet represented you know yeah. as as it's flying to, it's just such a cool idea and stuff and then the the mix of you mentioned Tobin, but the mix of genre with the music is, is so cool. And it re I mean, and it, it's, it was crazy to me. I mean, I've listened to all this stuff, but it had been a few years because I got, I don't know about burnt out, but I, Tobin, I know will will attest to this. Like every single person we know for like four years, all they talked about was Hamilton. It was like Hamilton and then Grace yeah. Showman. That's it. That's the only two things that anyone could well, ever talk about. This is them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. And you get a little tired of that whole thing. So it had been a, it probably been a year or two since I'd, I'd listened to, to much of the music, but I just was seeing it the way it's put together on stage and not having it, you know, play on Spotify or whatever and seeing how quickly they they transition from, from one genre of music to a completely different genre of music is, is, I mean, the, the beginning of act two, when, when uh when when David Diggs comes out as Jefferson and that song and the next one maybe with it are are just complete outliers compared to what came what comes after that you know and and the way that they're able to to mix those those all those genres get is just incredible I I it was it's truly remarkable on that front and he even does some really like crazy things where like when the town crier that comes out for king george and he starts singing his little like the little snippet of song it has a mm-hmm. harpsichord in the background which is typically attributed to like you know old mm-hmm. european st- style of music right. and then the king that's right. whenever the king george comes out it's like it's he's even like attributing to the old world to the new world type things as well with stuff like that and, and speaking of king george like that song i think like I've heard that song by Jonathan Groff on mm-hmm. you know on 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 Spotify and stuff. I'd never seen it. Um, mm-hmm. The Very only time spinning. I'd actually, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like that was such a like that was a moment where it really stuck out to me for like because I had never seen an actual performance of with him. I had seen a, a like a like a bootleg video of Brian Darcy James doing that song. Mm-hmm. Who ran a little bit? He's the guy that was actually running Shrek on Shrek the musical for a while. And so like, I actually know mm-hmm. who that is, but he, he was great and he was good. Your Shrek podcast. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Jonathan Groff, who I didn't realize did this stuff. Like I knew he was in frozen and then he walked, I, knew, I mean, I knew him from mine hunters and he comes out and I was like, Oh, like that, I know that guy. And he just completely owned that song. But like, while that song is going on, you're hearing like the pop style, like, you know, in the 60s styles, pop music, and then the harpsichord behind it. And it just, it really added another tone that I wasn't expecting. And that's, totally. that's to me is whenever the musical took off, like for me. And it's so thematic more. too, that like, you know, you have the Americans, these revolutionaries that are speaking mostly at that point, mostly in a hip hop or hip hop pop based thing. And then you have this kind of stodgy British guy who's still on like pop sixties, pop rock. And then they carry that even further to Thomas Jefferson. When, when 
that second act opens and he's coming back, you know, with what I'd miss. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like kind of a jazzy pop number because he doesn't know about hip hop yet, right? Because he's been yeah, symbolizing right. he's been gone. He doesn't know about this new language of the revolutionaries. Like all that sort of like really layered stuff of when people speak or sing a certain way, thinking that through in terms of a system is, is you know, what <laughs> the lyrics are obviously genius, but like the themes of the song and the general mm-hmm. themes of the musical and what that tells you sort of subconsciously about this character, like, oh, he's not, he's not down with the movement yet. He's not cool. He doesn't mm-hmm. know, you know, this sure. revolutionary hip hop language he'll get there um and then he's slowly you know that by the middle of that act he's he J- jefferson's rap battling so um <laughs> that's that's a really cool a all those point. very yeah. purposeful decisions are really interesting mm-hmm. yeah man you, you think about the the level of difficulty when it comes to a performance level you know just for everybody in the cast this is not like a normal play or musical where you could maybe stumble over a line here or there, mm. you you stumble over one line, you're out of beat rhythm. You can't almost make it up, make up for it, right? right. Everybody has to be just 100 percent flawless in this this whole mm-hmm. thing because every every line depends mm-hmm. on the line before it. When it comes to the syncopation of of everything, and so that that's sure. what really blew my mind is just, gosh, this thing just doesn't breathe. It just keeps going and going and going and. The way the songs flow together too is also really mm. impressive to me. Like the reprises, yeah, the bring way they bring back, back choruses and they it's all thematic in that way or cinematic, where it really flows like a yes. like a story instead mm-hmm. of just here's a cool song, here's another cool song. Uh, it really does feel like the emotion of the story is is carried in the weight of how the the styles change of the songs. I, so I really like that as well, and it doesn't blatantly sample hip-hop songs but it has like colors of familiar hip-hop songs mm-hmm. too you for know? sure yeah like they could have just gone all right here's a biggie sample now mm-hmm. here's tupac and gone that way and it would have been really nostalgic and fun but sure i think he knew knew what made those st- songs great you know kind of the yes the the background of you know, a lot of colors of beastie boys in this too a yes. lot a lot of beastie yes. boys influence. that's what i was yeah big time sure. um, yeah and really, really enjoyed that. In. It, it's not only like a, a history lesson in American history, but it's sort of like a history of hip hop <laughs> kind, totally. kind of thing too. So many and, different variations of how people can mm-hmm. can take the the genre and interpret it in different ways. It's and it could so easily be schoolhouse rock, right? Right. I mean, it, it, and, and to walk that tightrope. Mm-hmm. Um, and still be cool. I like Schoolhouse Rock. Still cool. Hey, let's take kids and they can learn about Hamilton in this cool hip hop language that all the kids know. It could right. easily be that and still be an effective and successful show. But the fact mm-hmm. that it rises to the level of not just art, but like really interesting, smart art uh, sure. is is, is uh, above and beyond. So I have For a sure. I have a I want to piggyback on that because coming from a elementary education perspective and an, an elementary music teacher as well, like this is a genre that is very hard to get fifth and sixth graders, especially boys to get into because it's seen like a lot of the, you know, stereotypes are that it's not cool. It's dorky. If you do, if, you know, typically like the really nerdy musical, you know, musically inclined girls are the ones that like the stuff, you know, and before this one, you know, a few years ago, like my go-to to convince guys that musicals were okay is like newsies. And, and it was just not a good go-to. I mean, like I mm. like newsies, Jersey but, boys. 
Yeah, I mean, but like I, I can all I can you say guys like is Frankie Valley or yeah, but I can say, hey guys, you know, Batman is the lead character, and they're like, oh okay, and like that's you know that's kind of always been, and it's not a good segue. I know that, but Ben Affleck is in newsies. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> that's the thing about that is that that's the one time you know you can really say to like a, a kid, hey, this is cool. But now with this, you know, kind of taken off. This is showing that, you know, to these young boys that, hey, this is another way to outlet a talent, you know, and it's, sure. it's, and it's kind of breaking molds as well. It's very important. It's got an important message for, you know, people that are younger, you know, and it's, and it's got a way, it's a really good way to get another music out there that kids can, you know, dive into as well. Not to mention mm-hmm. the fact that it's got plenty of people of color and it shows what we are like as a country now, which is great, sure. you know, and so, like me as a teacher, I love that it it kind of you know it kind of hits on those things because it's a way to show these kids that hey this is something that's actually really cool and if you actually say you don't like it then you're you're in the minority in this case you know so sure. yeah, yeah. It's, it's important yeah I really like the the racial diversity of it you know to be honest I didn't even uh, you know uh, to me it's a it's a more of a play than it is oh this guy needs to. Well, man, well, doesn't look like Alexander Hamilton. Like I didn't care. I cared how good of an actor he was, you know, like that's what I was thinking about more. And, you know, I, I really appreciated that about it, how eclectic it is and how current it does feel, despite the fact that it's about Alexander Hamilton. You know, we said like a lot of things could go wrong with this, but, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like a, a you say you make this, but it's about Biggie Smalls, right? Say you make a Biggie Smalls musical. We're going to tell the life and a Biggie, right? With with seventeen seventy six era, <laughs> right? <laughs> only, no, but I'm saying like you did it in this way where it's only it's all hip hop. Like it would probably have been pretty big, but it yeah. wouldn't have been Hamilton. Like I feel like the the fact that the subject matter is so off the wall at random. Mm. That's that's half the reason for its success because it's like you have to see it to believe it kind of a thing. Like how could anyone make that entertaining, you know? Also though, even to further your point, if you do the same thing about George Washington, it may not work. I mean right. Hamilton's mm-hmm. this name we all know. We know he's on the ten and we know maybe you know he was the first secretary of the treasury, but like, you know, this really he has such he had such an interesting <laughs> life and this canonized him in a way, uh, that I think people now It'll be so interesting in 50 years because it's like if you went name four founding fathers seven years ago, I, to mm-hmm. most people, they go, well, all right, Washington, Jefferson, John Adams, Ben Franklin, right? Probably maybe sure. they, maybe there's variants on one or two of those, but Alexander mm-hmm. Hamilton is not going to be in that top four on 90% of people's names. In 50 sure. years, he might be number two, and it's because of this musical and how weird is that? Like that totally yeah. reframes his legacy 200 years later in a bizarre way, um, totally which, is, yeah. which is wild to think about. And he was about to be taken off the $10 bill as well. And, yeah. they, and that, that literally just went away. Cause I mean, like before this came out, yeah. they were talking about, you know, putting something else in the $10 bill. And so now that's, that's all gone away because of this, which is crazy. Can, mm-hmm. can we put Lynn Manuel Miranda on the $10 bill and just <laughs> still have it say Hamilton? Yeah. As Hamilton. You yeah. know, he has to be in Hamilton. He's in full, full Hamilton gear and it just says Hamilton. And that's, that's who's on it. Gosh. Um, yeah. This does, is going to do a lot for, I think, education in a weird way of it's going to, a lot of people are going to become like history majors after seeing this and that's get really, they, they said the, um, oh, you're right. Like me. They, somebody, I saw another stat out there that said that, uh, like Google searches or Wikipedia searches for Alexander Hamilton went up by like a thousand percent or something. 
sure. over the weekend too. So a lot of people are like, well, I kind of want to read about that guy now. See what he was. I've always mm-hmm. thought he was the really tan guy from Zorro the Gay Blade, but turns out it's a different <laughs> Hamilton. I thought he was a figure skater <laughs> back in the early 90s. <laughs> he did the backflip. I think he's of a course. color commentator now. Yeah, yeah Scott Hamilton, <laughs> yeah. a legend. Hambone. <laughs> yeah, that's what they always call them. I always liked when my mom was in the figure skating, and, and uh, I always liked the Scott Hamilton. He had one move, which was the backflip, and he was kind of old and didn't have anything else. So you just kind of <laughs> ramble around on the ice, like, you know, uh, late career Dirk, and then just bust a backflip out. It was incredible. <laughs> Something else this uh, this musical reminds me of. In in uh, certain parts, Richard, you mentioned it earlier the the second the second act where they have the rap battles, uh, epic rap battles of history. Remember those? Mm, yeah, like right when YouTube was a thing, that was a big yeah. YouTube channel. So it reminded yeah. me of those too. That name aisle, rap battling was a was a big part of my. That seemed like a really important part of the culture from mm-hmm. yeah. you know oh three yeah. to two thousand and nine. I always felt like you needed to be prepared, just in case. I always had, you know? I always had a few lines canned. <laughs> you know, I was ready. I was ready. Right. I, yeah, I had a lot of right. rhymes for a lot of things mm-hmm. about Brahms, so I could set up a mom joke. So I would kind of, <laughs> I'd get going with ice cream, and then I'd counterpunch with <laughs> the mom joke. So good. Yeah, mine were all just like Eminem B sides and just hope. You know, just yeah. hope that you don't know. That's, yeah, that's you. Were, I mean, everyone was like, "Why is Brandon? Why is Brandon?" Why is Brian going at Cannabis so hard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've heard that? Uh, sorry. Well, we've got a little bit of pause in the action here, guys. I want to talk to our listeners about the great Hank Green. You heard our weekly recommends last week. We recommended a lot of books. Well, we got a little mini weekly recommend this week. You might know Hank Green. You might know his brother, John Green, for his book, The Fault in Our Stars. Hank Green's actually a number one New York Times bestselling author as well for his book, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. It was released in 2018, and it tells the story of a young woman thrown into and then growing with her fame as the world suddenly has to deal with the massive changes of technology and mysterious 10-foot-tall robots that have appeared in every major city. It's a thrilling journey. Associated Press loved it. San Francisco Chronicle called it a sparkling mystery of humor and the uncanny. Well, now, that one's out on paperback, but he's got a sequel. It's out today, July 7th. It's called A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. Hank wanted his publisher to sponsor a ton of small podcasts, but they said that's too weird. So instead, Hank took out 5% of his own advance to do ads just like this and talk to people like you. We think you're going to love his book, which is why he's reaching out to our audience. It's out right now. It's called A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. Library Journal says it's adventurous, witty, compelling, and delivers sharp social commentary on social media. And when we get too attached to technology, I think we could all probably stand to hear that message right about now. So again, the book's out right now. Get it in physical form, audio, or ebook wherever books are sold, or just go to hankgreen.com. That'll get you where you need to go. So there, a beautifully foolish endeavor. It's our little mini weekly recommend of the week. I alluded to it earlier, but yeah, this is ineligible for an Oscar. You can't, it said, yeah. uh, I think in the late, late, I can't remember what it was, late, late nineties, there was a amendment made, I guess, to the rights of bills of constitutions of Oscars or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you can't have a, yeah, you can't have a live stage performance taped and then mm-hmm. call that your movie that, that something against, against that. Although I wanted to touch on the, 
way they brought this to us. I thought having the multiple shows and stitching them together all into one show, I thought worked really well because there's, there's one where there's no, no one on stage and they like had like a steady cam on stage mm-hmm. for some really good, great close-ups. Mm. And you can't do that. Couldn't do that on Broadway. So I thought that sure. that stuff worked really well. I thought it was very well shot. It looked, looked great. Sounded even better. So I liked that there was an audience. I thought going into this, it was all going to be what you just mentioned. Uh, Ken, I thought they might have closed the house for a day and done a few mm-hmm. run throughs sans audience, and then so you can get all these zoom, you know, these close ups and have cameras on the stage and 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 uh, cranes and stuff. Um, and so I was like, that's cool. I'm still really excited for it, and I was so excited at the beginning when you hear the audience. You go, oh wow, yeah. they did at least one of these with a crowd, which is, mm-hmm. you know, to to have, you know, been again in that room is really a cool thing during that time for sure. Yeah. And you, I think you it would lose something without that too. Agreed. You need you need that. I just already settled on not getting it. So sure. I was totally. When I, totally. Did. I mean, I was thrilled when I did. Yeah. This cast though is so great. Like I, it's interesting having listened to so much of the music and then and then now having watched the show. It's 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 interesting to see who who pops a little differently and and even to some degree a couple who are a little. I don't want to say less impressive, but, but are better on the recording maybe than they are in, in the live performance. But then you see like David Diggs and you're like, that dude is just such a freaking superstar. Yeah, he's a star. Like, he's, I know it's surprised gracious, hasn't hit, for, hit for him yet, but he's so, he's so great. He's doing, I know he's Sebastian in Little Mermaid. Snowpiercer, bro. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I know. But I just mean, that's all. <laughs> you know, he, I know. I know. He had that other show, um, he had another show a couple years ago. Um, but it didn't, didn't take but i kind of thought oh, he'd be the, the get down yeah yeah, yeah yeah the get down but then it's like you know he's like doing blackish cameos like mm-hmm. two years ago mm-hmm. you go all right man i kind of thought you'd be a big sure. movie star by now he, he's gonna get there though it just you know yeah he's got a lot of other interests too i think he's you know pretty serious you know hip-hop artist and stuff as well so totally he does other yeah. stuff but gosh you watch him on on the stage and it i mean he there's a lot of great performance. Excuse me. There's a lot of great performers in this cast. And then there is, there's, there he is. I mean, he's like, just, you know, like yeah, can you play so two parts dynamic. in this? Yeah. You can. Okay, great. Really? We'll just totally. Yeah. First half yeah. and second great, half. Great usage, it. man. It's, it's remarkable. I love when plays do that. So it's cool that that kept that tradition uh, going. Yeah. He it's, was fantastic. But the thing that stuck out to me, like when I listened to the, tra- the, you know, the soundtrack and stuff, I didn't really ever, you know, get into the George Washington stuff and I thought it was good, but I didn't, it wasn't something that stuck out to me. And I feel like Chris Jackson, like I I feel like I left that, that show, that viewing thinking he might've been the, my favorite performer on the stage. I mean, I know David Diggs is awesome. I know Lin-Manuel Miranda is awesome, but Chris Jackson to me brought those George Washington parts to me, like even more to life, at least uh, musically. uh, I agree. Totally. But I've loved him on the, on the soundtrack too, for some reason. I always loved, um, one last time and all that. Those are always among my favorite. Mm. I just love his voice. But yeah, he's a, he's a star too. Like his curtain call song, oh like the gosh. last song that he does was just sure. so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, every everything was incredible about that. Yep. And Phil Pazoo and, and Renee Elise Goldsberry are both excellent as well and and uh, bring, you know, such a... They're, they're, it's kind of dreary there in the first act with the war and they have that mm-hmm. sort of brightness and the energy they bring to their performances is great. Yeah, man, absolutely, and it's it's amazing. I, I would I will say one negative thing, and don't kill me. 
One negative thing about this. Not enough white people. You were saying that a lot before. Before we hit record, you were like, I just, I like this. You caught me. But <laughs> Is that it's so fast-paced that it doesn't breathe. And so, yeah, yeah. it's just so yeah. much stuff coming at you so fast that you do really have to hone in there and and mm-hmm. like some yeah, of the raps are like, look, look how fast I can rap. Remember Twista from the early aughts? Well, I'm going to do one in that style. <laughs> and they, yeah. And it's just like, I, wow. But you, you forget you're watching a play at sometimes you're just kind of listening to the music. And you're like, Oh wait, what's going on? You know, that yeah, kind of that's, thing. that's something too, that is probably a unique perspective from you. Cause like, like I said, I've listened to these songs so many times. I know them syllable for syllable, every song. So, like, I could kind of fill in those gaps, right? But if I was seeing it for the first time, it might be too fast, right? Um, so, so maybe I, I just, I just miss that just because even maybe things are blurred and things, I just have it so in my bones of, of that. Yeah. Obviously, it'd be an insufferable Broadway evening because it would go three hours if you did this, but it almost is a two intermission play too that they mm-hmm. do one that you kind of need time to like, you know, go have a cigarette again or something and take a yeah. breath because it's, it's so much, but. Yeah, but, uh, you could get a break before like Guns and Ships, yeah, exactly. maybe or something like that, and and make it sort of a three act play, I guess, in a way. So I think to I think to that point, it also makes it feel like it's a little bit too long in a way, um, because you do like you are just constantly in it the whole time. So like like it's like mm-hmm. I I remember thinking to myself like when I was watching like man like I hit the pause button to go get a you know drink of water and it said like there was still like 45 minutes I was like good gracious you know like I like I just didn't realize how long it was front to back I guess but mm. I think that's I think mm-hmm. that to Kent's point that kind of is what makes it feel a little bit long not just not that I want it to be shorter necessarily but you know because you're just constantly going yeah so. it's two halves of an hour and ten e- ten each so think of it like two sets of a stand-up comedian you know two full sets um yeah that's that's it's pretty long but yeah i I am glad they did the intermission in there but that's Mm. that's certainly one of the things i noticed is just that it's so fast-paced it's Um, a cool way to do it for one minute too perfect uh amount of time Mm -hmm. yeah i like that so stupid to not do it because you want that theater experience but it would also be stupid to do the like sound of music thing where it's eight minutes long sure sure maybe we can End on this note and then and then hit grades. Uh, what were your favorites? Are your favorite songs from this? Mine are um, "My Shot." I love that one, and mm-hmm. the like. Look around song from the second act. I like that one too. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I just wrote that. But yeah. That's what about you, icon. Richard? I love. Like I said, I love one last time because I love the how they mix the song with George Washington's actual farewell address, which is a great document. Mm. Um, I love. Oh man. So I love satisfied, especially seeing it was, that was so cool with the way they, they rewind it and all that. And that's mm-hmm. such a great performance. I love, it's a silly one, but I love, um, Oh gosh, what's it called? Where, where the, um, the kind of the guy on the King side is protesting. It's quick. Mm-hmm. And Lin-Manuel kind of rap battles him while yeah. he sings oh, over yeah. that. Um, sure. it's like, like the split screen farmer thing. Refuted. Yeah. The farmer refuted is what that's called. And uh, I love that. And then, re- and then finally, one I didn't always care about on the soundtrack, but I, I loved it live. Live was Dear Theodosia. Those, oh, yeah. Seeing the way that those two sitting next to each other and Leslie Odom sitting those incredible notes was awesome. Tobin, what about yeah. you? You're the music guy. Yeah, I think my number one going into it was actually Dear Theodosia. Like I always liked that one. Yeah, um, on the mixtape, one of my favorite artists, Ben Folds, uh, did yeah. the, did the mixtape version. So that that one's always stuck out to me. It's basically, um, Gracie Girl. 
you know, yeah, the, yeah. the Ben Folds song. Yeah, cool, him and him and Regina Spector do yeah. a great job of covering it. Um but I think that the the songs that really stuck out to me on the the live watch, I really liked the story of tonight, even though it's shorter. I thought that was yeah, really cool. Was really, really beautiful, really beautiful moment. Um I knew I was gonna love like the Alexander Hamilton, my shot. But I think the one like of the rap songs that stuck out the most to me was the Battle of Yorktown. Like that yeah. one, that mm. one was awesome. That one so. was cool. But I had seen that one. That's the only song I'd ever seen because I did that at the Tonys. So it was oh, cool. Yeah. But it was just like I knew that I knew the, um, you know, like the set design's not the same because they're at the they're on the Tony stage. They only bring part of it. But I kind of mm-hmm. knew the the look and feel yeah. of it. it was awesome. And then yeah. from the second act, one last time was the one that stuck out to me the most yeah. before yeah. I watched it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, my, that's my favorite every time. Even on the soundtrack, I love that song. Yeah. I think Guns and Ships is probably my favorite coming in. Um, I just, I think that's such a cool, and, and Diggs is just awesome on that. Mm-hmm. The the run that he has on that is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I love French that. Accent, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Insane. Uh, and then, and then Dear Theodore is, it James is one of the though? best. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. D- Dear Theodore, Theodore is one of the best like parent songs ever, mm-hmm. I think. So it's, yeah. it's that one and seeing it done the way that I didn't know that that's how they did it. It, it was, uh, it was very touching. Very, mm-hmm. very well done. That's beautiful. And King George's songs were great too. Oh, yeah. And you, you spoke to it, Tobin, but like seeing him do those songs was was pretty spectacular. Doing a really doing great. the Britpop style for those two works really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. like the Beatles, yeah. Oasis, Brit mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. pop song yeah. style instead of just straight hip hop works mm-hmm. really well for yeah. that character. Totally. So yeah, man. I don't know, guys. You think this will be successful on Broadway? <laughs> I think it's, it's got, got a shot. A shot. Yeah, it, it <laughs> might make a queer or two before it's all said and done. <laughs> I looked up the numbers uh, this afternoon, and it was the. I believe it is the sixth highest grossing uh, Broadway show of all time at this point. Wow. And that's in five years. So Yeah, it's totally fine. Cats was on for like 25 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lion King was number one yeah. at like $1.68 billion, but it had a, I think a 22-year, 24-year yeah. run, something like that. So it's it's doing okay. Hamilton so far is averaging $130 million a year. Wow. Gosh, not too shabby. Over a not fifth of Quibi a year? Are you kidding me? That's nuts. <laughs> and amazing. Yeah. That's Good crazy. grief. Well, yeah, this is this has been a lot of fun, but um, I'm gonna grade this one at an A plus. Man, just really blown away by just the execution, the whole the whole shebang. Man, it was mm. it's really yeah. good. It, same. And who knows if this will matter? I'm gonna go A plus. But question for the jury here: When we do year end list, is this a movie? For our purposes, I know. It's I not think for ours, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because since we did an episode on it, I think yeah. that counts. Okay, cool. Just, just noting, just making, <laughs> adding. I don't know if it's a separate thing. It's hard to hard to decide. But guess what? It may not matter. This may be my whole list. Might just be this and Sonic. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, this is, this is the five bloods. So yeah, shot. Over no, <laughs> you haven't seen Bloodshot yet. No, to be on the list. <laughs> But it's probably in my top ten. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it's, it's my ninth favorite movie of, of the year, and my yeah. I, I said that in our Discord <laughs> that um, you know this year is great when Sonic is literally still in my top ten of the year. That's where that's where we are. Um, man, yeah. So A plus for me, A plus for Richard. What about you, Brian? Yeah, uh, yeah, A plus. I you know I I don't know if I'll count it at the end of the year. I guess we'll see. It is a different medium. I may think of it as the same as I do like with documentaries, where I don't typically put documentaries in my top ten at the end of the year because I just think it's a little bit of a different 
a different medium, different concepts. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It's certainly the best thing that I have seen this year. Um, whether it qualifies for our dumb list at the end or not, uh, it's as high as my expectations were, it still blew them away. I'm just, I, the, the, the choreography and the stage work and the, the, it was added so much already to the, how much the, how great the music is and how much I knew I was going to love that stuff. So it was truly a great experience for me. What about you, Tobin? Uh, it's no brainer. A plus from me for sure. Excellent. Yeah, man, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. And, you know, it might not be eligible for Oscars, but Lynn Manuel's already got the I don't know what what he needs an Emmy now he's and he's the, got all uh, everything. He's got the got. Or no, he has the he, gets, he doesn't have the Oscar yet. He's been nominated. He's an Oh, Egot I thought nominee. he won for Moana. I thought they he won didn't, uh, somehow. Something oh my else gosh. won that year. Yeah. Or Mary Poppins or one of those. Yeah, but uh but he'll he'll definitely he's just going to keep writing Disney song movie songs until he gets it <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I think he's got obviously a Tony, 100 Tonys probably. He has a Grammy for um, this, and then I think they won the Emmy for that documentary they did about Hamilton or something. Mm. Um, I believe the Oscar is what he's missed. Wow, man! There. One more year, we're gonna have to wait. He'll get it yeah. eventually. Maybe in the Heights, made. in the Heights, might have gotten uh, some. That's some true. Love. Yeah, it might still. That. Is that coming out this year, or they yeah, put that the next year? It's next year. Yeah, next yeah. year yeah. now. And he's not in. The last I read is that the guy that played. Uh, Philip and uh, Lawrence is going to be yeah. the main character on that yeah, one. Yeah. The so. trailer's out. You can see the trailer for it, and he's the. Oh, leader. I didn't. I guess yeah. I didn't see yet. Yeah. Yep. Trailer's out because it was supposed to. It was supposed to come out like next right, week, like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the trailer came out in you know February or March, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, he's he's the he's the lead in it. Also, in a great uh, Crown Royal commercial that makes no sense. <laughs> he's a funny he's guy. His neighborhood. Bro. He's American Treasure uh, quality. Lynn Manuel, yeah, he oh, pops sure. up on yeah. random stuff, TV shows, SNL. He's always great. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's good. Yep, he's, he's good. very good at being earnest. That earnestness could really wear off. Yeah, it bothers easily, me, I think, but and... I still like him. No, I'm sure, sure. <laughs> I'm firmly anti anti earnest, unless of course it is scared, scared stupid. <laughs> you know, this this reminds me of in a dumb way is forgetting Sarah Marshall, like. Oh yeah, there's a couple moments where I was like, Goodbye. "This is very uh, Goodbye. Yeah. die, 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 die." die. die. I'm still waiting for that musical. If they Dracula. actually make a ver- yeah. movie, yeah, if they make a Dracula musical, I will watch that a hundred yeah. times, fully in on that. Yeah, yeah with, the the <laughs> with Bill Hader, with Bill Hader and Jason Segel. Totally <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully, this. The good news is. Thank, you know, these things do take time. So far, the, when did this premiere? 2015, right? On Broadway? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are five years and there hasn't been like a crap, you know, you know, Polk musical. Or, <laughs> you know, we didn't get the copycat yeah. garbage yet. Right. So that's, My I'm holding now. Martin Van Buren. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Polk one is like... obviously all Polka music done by Weird Al. So, um. <laughs> well, okay. Now we're, the, don't give the ideas away for free. Okay. Yeah. Polk hyphen uh, the musical. <laughs> Love it. Okay, uh, how has that not been done yet? We've, somebody's got to make that happen. Yeah, I like. yeah. I did write the you know, play my Rip Hamilton one for Tobin that I made for you years ago, Brian. Yes. 
It's just about <laughs> basketball goggles, is face masks. It is. I did. I did it. About that. I did it in the style. It's in the Discord somewhere. If anyone wants to find it, if you're a VIP, but it's it's in the style of Phantom because obviously the yeah. mask. So you know, I'm kind of the Lin Manuel of Northwest Dallas. Yeah, of the Web Web Royal neighborhood. I'm that's what, kind mm-hmm. of. A, that's what they say. It is what they say. <laughs> At least the sign of my yard says that. Well, thank you for being here. If you want more from us, we got episodes coming on our VIP. AMA coming up very soon. We just did our Seinfeld season four talk. We got season five coming up here in a week or two, but uh, just talked a little bit about Clueless. Hopefully that'll drop pretty soon on that feed and a lot of more fun stuff, including that discord that you get exclusively on our VIP feed at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. So sign up over there if you want more from us every week and we'll see you over in the VIP, but you can find me on social at Kent Garrison. Where can we find you? Brian, you can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 and uh, you can find my, my occasional writing at, uh, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Uh, Richard, where can we find you? You can find me at, uh, Richard Barton on all the social media and, uh, the discord and all that good stuff. Uh, Tobin, my friend, where can we find you? You can find me on all the social medias at Tobin Hodges. Cause I'm the only one in the <laughs> world. So you guys excited about, um, <laughs> Basketball season, yeah, yes. getting cranked Sir. up, getting your July stock up on Red Bull, and I'm not getting yes. excited until July 30th. Is my yeah, role. I'm trying really hard to just just be pretty chill in case yeah for when it goes all bad. <laughs> yes, yeah. not me. Awful. I'm shotgunning Red Bulls every hour. So <laughs> what if ready. what if the yeah. Mavs win it this year? Are you putting an asterisk or an exclamation point? Next no, year? no. I'm on my tattoo. A, no, yeah, I'm gonna get not. a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it when they <laughs> put an asterisk on their 2012 tattoo. Championship. Yeah. And 2006. Right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's a Bennett Salvador shaped <laughs> asterisk. Right. <laughs> well, here Tobin and first part of that Brian talk basketball on Brian Gill's Spread the Floor. Downward. Presented by Brian Gill. Presented by Brian Gill. Uh-huh. Right. A, a division of Brian Gill Incorporated. <laughs> LLC. <laughs> yeah. And viewers like you. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. We, we got more mo- new movies coming out. Too. So stay yes. on this feed. This whole month is whole new month movies. Is new on-demand movies. And, and no theater. It's my dream. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, stay tuned to this feed Thanks, for, for new releases and throwbacks on the VIP feed. But hopefully we'll see you soon. Have a cinema. Not throwing away my, not throwing away my shirt.